Welcome to the January 28th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive, in-depth market analysis every day and integrate the biggest stories in Bitcoin and the crypto space. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. So, Bitcoin has gone down today. That $3,500 support level has been shattered. Well, not quite shattered, but it's gone. Currently, Bitcoin's at $3,415. It's been as low as $3,360 very briefly this morning. There was a harsh dump very briefly. But overall, Bitcoin declined from $3,550 to $3,415. And this is roughly a 3% decline, almost 4% decline. And we thought that $3,500 support level was very solid. And um, especially because the VanEck SolidX Bitcoin ETF was withdrawn from the SEC. Uh, so they canceled it pretty much. The people that uh, proposed the ETF said the SEC needed more time to approve it pretty much. And they weren't going to approve it. They needed more time to discuss with the SEC. So the VanEck SolidX Bitcoin ETF had people excited throughout 2018. And now it's gone. And that $3,500 support level held up despite it being withdrawn. And... A lot of experts thought, okay, this is a real support level. It's been in place since December 19th. However, it's today, this morning. Well, it started before midnight last night. And yes, now we are quite below that level. Other cryptocurrencies are dropping very harshly. So looking at the other cryptocurrencies, the total crypto market cap went from like $119 billion down to $113 billion right now. Lost $6 billion. Uh, Ripple XRP is down 5.4%. We're going to discuss Ripple later in the show. There's some more um, info about Ripple, about their sales numbers for 2018. Their centralized dumping that they do to fund their company, Ripple Labs. All right, but moving on in the market analysis, Ethereum is down 8%. It's at $105. Ethereum is going through some difficulties because that Constantinople hard fork is still coming. We thought it was happening like January 16th. And then they delayed it because there was a critical bug discovered called a re-entrancy attack because they lowered the transaction fees. Lowering the transaction and gas fees is one of the biggest selling points at Constantinople. However, doing that actually caused an attack to open up where basically someone could steal all the Ethereum out of a smart contract. So they uh, got rid of the fork and there was actually a chain split because some people upgraded to the fork and didn't get didn't upgrade again to get rid of the fork. And now we have to look forward to about one month from now, at the very end of February, pretty much, there will be the Constantinople hard fork, and it could be quite contentious. It's already been tension-filled because it's lowering the block order from 3 Ether to 2 Ether, but at the same time, something else is going on called the difficulty bomb. So the Ethereum block times have increased from 14 seconds to 17.3 seconds, So by the time this fork happens, it'll probably be like 20 seconds or more. So... This is causing block rewards to like dry up for the miners. Like the block rewards are the same, but there's like less and less blocks, so they're getting less revenue. And also, transaction fees should be rising on the Ethereum network as this progresses. So the difficulty bomb going off kind of forces people to upgrade to the fork, and that was the point of it being put in the code. Every year, the difficulty bomb goes off in the Ethereum code. So even though the fork lowers block rewards from three ether to two ether, it'll probably be better than staying on the old chain. Because the block times are going to be so slow by the time the fork happens that, like, it's already over. Um, it's like around a 30% reduction already from 14 seconds to 17.3 seconds. And by the time it happens, it will be more profitable for the miners to upgrade and lower the block reward and have the 14 second block times versus, like, less and less blocks with the 3 ether. So, 
I don't think the miners have a, any sort of winning scenario here besides making a completely new cryptocurrency and doing it like now. Because if they stay on the old chain and wait for the fork, then it's not going to be so good. So I really think the miners are being disenfranchised and they don't really have a choice. So overall, the Ethereum developers want to eventually switch to proof of stake where the miners will be completely gone. And that's going to be happening long term and it's not certain yet. Like some people are talking hybrid proof of work, proof of stake. The miners might say, we just want proof of work. Nothing's decided on that yet, but they are developing the infrastructure for Ethereum to be completely proof of stake. And we've talked about that on Crypto.IQ, how that's actually quite a centralized model versus proof of work, which is very decentralized. Continuing with this market analysis on this very down day as the bear market reawakes. EOS is down 5%. Bitcoin Cash down 9%. Bitcoin Cash has not been doing good since their fork in mid-November. Yes, forks are bad for cryptocurrencies. I have yet to see a major cryptocurrency have a fork and then respond in a good way. So Bitcoin Cash actually rallied before the fork, much like Ethereum tried to rally before the Constantinople hard fork. And then it rallied to over $600, and now it's at $112. Bitcoin SV is down 10%, at $65. Craig Wright, a very infamous fake Toshi, guy uh he's a well-known blockchain developer he thinks he's satoshi but now he doesn't really say he's satoshi maybe sometimes and uh well he said bitcoin sv is the real bitcoin it's only worth 65 dollars versus bitcoin's like 3400 dollars not very good all right litecoin's down five percent litecoin's gonna be around long term but when the market goes down litecoin goes down too in fact all the cryptocurrencies kind of follow each other they follow bitcoin to be specific for the most part like if bitcoin's down they will go down but there's like relative movements versus bitcoin too usually other cryptocurrencies go down more than bitcoin when bitcoin goes down as we're seeing today tron has been having quite a rally but it's down five percent today so tron's been rallying like way over 100 percent in the best month but the market was falling too much today it got sucked down with the rip current too stellar down 10 percent stellar's kind of like ripples cousin the evil cousin if you want to say because jed mccallib was a co-founder of ripple and then uh he kind of left ripple because they had disagreements and he formed stellar they're kind of similar moving on to monero xmr the number one privacy coin is down five percent at 43 dollars iota the number one directed acyclic graph coin and directed acyclic graph is different than a normal blockchain. It's basically like you reference the two previous transactions and then you don't have to reference like the whole previous blockchain like with Bitcoin. So it's a lot more lightweight, better for storing data and for science applications and uh, Internet of Things, IoT. It's down 11%. Not a good day for IOTA. Dash, the number one X11 masternode cryptocurrency where basically it mixes the cryptocurrency for you it sends it into the masternode mixes it up really good no way to trace it unless you're very advanced it's gone down six percent today so nothing's surviving good today uh this is a very down day the worst we've seen in a while and dogecoin is down three percent and we've seen this quite often when all the cryptos go down dogecoin usually doesn't go down as much Dogecoin's kind of resilient, but that being said, it's a $231 million market cap, the lowest we've seen in a while. So right now, Bitcoin's around $34.15, like I said. It's still quite above that $31.20 that we hit during the worst of the bear market. So that happened in the middle of December. And uh, and then Bitcoin tried to rally, went over $4,000 briefly at points. At three different times, it went over $4,000. 
And uh, but now it's sliding back towards. It might retest the lows of this bear market. And this bear market seems far from over. There's been lots of um, optimism in the past week or two because of this solid thirty five hundred dollars support level. But now that that's gone, we got to start thinking. Yeah, maybe it will retest thirty one twenty, maybe even three thousand. It's possible. And uh, and then also, I've been talking a lot about that Chicago Mercantile Exchange CME Bitcoin futures expiration. I did a study. And you can find it on crypto.iq of all the expirations that have happened since it launched in December 17th, 2017. And there's a strong connection between like expiration dates and the Bitcoin market declining. Well, if we zoom out, the last expiration date was January uh, 25th. And yes, the market kind of fell coming into the expiration. Uh, so Bitcoin declined right before the expiration on January 20th or so. It declined from 3,700 to about 3,500. And then through the expiration was around thirty five fifty or so, and uh, we thought, okay, this thirty five hundred dollars support level is very strong. Perhaps you know the CME traders will go long. They will bet on Bitcoin going up in February. Well, it's not looking so good anymore. It's still possible this could be an up month. It takes a few more days from here. I mean, this is January twenty eighth. It's expired only three days ago, but since the expiration, the price during the expiration was thirty five fifty. Or 3560, 3570, maybe. And that's been a resistance level so far. So Bitcoin actually tried to rally on January 26th. It tried to rally as high as 3650 and quickly fell back below the expiration level of 3570. And now that's a resistance level. So if it becomes a resistance level, that indicates the CME traders have gone short. That being said, it's too early to say that they've collectively gone to any particular position. I mean, this could be a fall. And then it could rise a bunch in February. Like, we really have to wait another few days, maybe even until Friday, to say, okay, this is going to be a down month or an up month. Right now, it's not looking so good, but it's not like a final confirmation that they have gone short. All right, so moving on to a story that's going to be on Crypto.IQ later today. I found this data overnight and wrote it. Ripple Labs has dumped a record $535.56 million of XRP onto the market during 2018. So when XRP was created, which is commonly called Ripple, but the cryptocurrency is actually named XRP. That's the token name. Uh, there was like 100 billion of them created, and uh, Ripple Labs holds most of it. And they still do. According to their published figures, they hold 59 billion XRP. They locked 55 billion XRP up in uh, escrow long term. So what this means is uh, they actually release 1 billion XRP per month to be sold, but they don't sell all of it. In 2018, they sold 100 million XRP per month in quarter one and quarter two. And then in quarter four, they sold 200 million XRP per month. So they've been selling 100 to 200 million XRP per month in 2018. And this is like cryptocurrency that they generated at the beginning of XRP. And they dump it onto the market, which is kind of bad for everyone else that holds it. And it sucks money out of the market. And this is a record amount. So 535.56 million versus 181.6 million dollars of dumping in 2017 so 2017 we remember is like the biggest year for crypto that we know of so far as far as like making money on speculation but even then only 181 million dollars of xrp was sold by uh ripple labs this year 535 million dollars so as this bear market has been horrible and everything is going down including xrp ripple labs has sold 535 million dollars of xrp and they try to justify this by saying, oh yeah, by the way, the total amount they have dumped onto the market is 1.6 billion XRP. And that's a 4% inflation rate according to their figures that there's 41 billion XRP in circulation. 
but it might more be like 7 or 8%. If um, we just talked about the Masari research, they found that the total circulating supply of XRP is actually like overestimated by 48% or so. So it's between 4 and 8% inflation for XRP, depending if you believe in Masari research or not. But anyways, Ripple Labs tries to justify this massive dumping of Ripple onto the market by saying that there's $298.46 billion global trading volume for XRP in 2018. Well, Masari Research also says that 99% of uh, XRP trading is overseas, on, and most of that's on exchanges that have been accused of wash trading. Wash trading is a way to basically inflate your volume numbers. And um, so if Masari Research is right, like there's no way to know for certain that Ripple Labs is wash trading, but they also say that they do most of their XRP sales via programmatic sales or trading so they actually have a program selling the xrp most of that 535.56 million dollars of xrp was sold by like a robot that might be involved in wash trading it's possible there's no way to know for certain that ripple labs is doing that but they certainly have an incentive to inflate their volume because they're using their volume as a justification to minimize how much the sales look like so they're saying oh we only sold 535.56 million dollars of xrp but look the global volume is 298 billion that's basically what they're saying well, if you look at CoinMarketBook, um, there's only $12.5 million of buy support for XRP right now. So that means uh, if $12.5 million of XRP was sold, like right now, the price of XRP would decline 10%. Well, so that means the $535 million of XRP dumped in 2018 probably had a significant effect on XRP's price. It probably suppressed the price of XRP. And uh, just to show this point with the actual data, Price of XRP relative to Bitcoin declined from 16,500 Satoshis to 9,500 Satoshis during 2018. That's a 42% drop relative to Bitcoin. So XRP is declining relative to Bitcoin big time. So Bitcoin's gone down a lot. Yes, we know that. But XRP has gone down 40% relative to Bitcoin during the same time. And uh, in January, XRP has declined another 1,000 Satoshis. It's keeping on going down and so now it's at 8500 satoshis now i'm looking now i wrote this last night now it's at 8400 satoshis so xrp is going down fast relative to bitcoin and the dumping of xrp by ripple labs might have something to do with why xrp is not holding stable relative to bitcoin basically if you're an investor or trader that's thinking about buying xrp you got to know that they have a very centralized supply. 1 billion XRP is released from their escrow per month, and all of it could be sold if there was a buyer. And so far, they've only been selling 100 to 200 million XRP in 2018, but the numbers show their selling is increasing as time goes on. All right, so that's all we have for you today on this January 28th, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to Crypto.IQ 24-7 for the most important and original stories written by our experts about Bitcoin and the crypto space. And also join the Crypto.IQ trading desk. Our experts at Crypto.IQ have made over 200% profit since July, even in this horrible bear market, because they know which way the market's going to move and they know how to go short and long. And if you, you could talk to them. If you get a membership at the trading desk, you could actually talk to them. They'll answer your questions. You can see all their thoughts. They just post their thoughts all day. And you could be an expert trader for cryptocurrency and actually make money even in the worst market. This is your host, Space Marine, signing out. I remain in space. <laughs>